What time is it? Showtime. The brothers discuss sports and provide betting tips. The best kept secret in sports investing. Please welcome Bolt Brady and his bro. Well, I would love to say I told you so about my final four that I had them all in there. But I've got zero of them. <laughs> welcome in to Bolt Brady and his bro. The best place for your sports gambling information. Let's welcome in our guy, Bolt. He'll tell you about the podcast pick so far. Oh, you mean last week how we went 3-0, and and so far for March Madness, we're 7-1. and Cha-ching. Yeah, that'll, actually, that's more than the cha-ching. That's the beep. Yep. Beep, beep, beep. We put it on uh, Twitter. <laughs> the picture of the Brinks uh, truck. Because <laughs> I was going to the grocery store. And I saw the Brinks uh, truck, and I told my wife, I go, hold up, let me get a picture of this bad boy. And I didn't even know it. Actually. Oh, that was, that was from your, your camera? Yeah. Oh, I thought you just looked online and found one. No, 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 no. And so I didn't even think about that. That was foreshadowing for the weekend. That was big time. Jeez, thanks, Brinks, for showing up that day. Do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> but like they said, you know, going into this bad boy, hard to predict. Right. And and we were fortunate to correctly pick uh, that a number one would not even win the tournament. But did we not know that a number one wouldn't even get in to the final four? Or it was the first time no one's made the Elite Eight. Right. No one seed's made the Elite Eight. Yep. So it was a good time to make that bet. Just bloodbath. Oh, it was a bloodbath. Let's go over these bad boys, shall we? Yeah. I mean, because they were incredible. The first game. So let's start off with our pick. The big Gonzaga versus UCLA. Mm. And uh, do we want to talk about a small, small... Well, so remember the prediction with that game was is that we just thought that Gonzaga was a little bit better than the UCLA. What was surprising about that game is UCLA's... Like, Gonzaga's defense is so bad that they were out running and gunning on them. It was super high scoring. But at the end, it was big Timmy and Malachi... And took him took Gonzaga to the victory. Yeah, the the upper class leadership there, and then the coaching was was big. But UCLA just had a big drought there too. I mean, they had a couple key players out, and then they just couldn't make shots for like four or five minutes there. Well, you are correct on the drought, but it was much longer than the four or five minutes. It was actually eleven. Mm. 11-minute drought without a field goal. Not going to win too many ball games that way. No. Yeah, until that happened, <clears throat> excuse me, I thought Gonzaga was in trouble, but nope. They came to victory, um, and it was because Julian Stratwalder's three ball from the logo. Dude, that, that was a hell of a call <laughs> from, from the design, you know, just the coach being like, this is our play here. So the head coach, Mark Few, um, he actually gave props to Jay Wright. The Villanova coach, he uh-huh. said that was Jay Wright's play. Oh, really? Yep, Jay Wright uh, drew that up in 2016 against North Carolina. Yeah, I mean, I love when the the guy, the guard, kind of dribbles up and then just turns the back and creates the space. I just, you know, unless Steph Curry's the guy pulling that, <laughs> right. I don't, I don't know if that's what I'm going for the college winner. Well, I don't think he was he was meant to pull up from the logo. I'm, he, I'm sure it was drawn up closer than that. He said, he's like, we go over this at the end of every practice. Like, this isn't a new scenario that we've gone over here. Right. But it's not the logo. No. Yeah. That was deep. And UCLA, I mean, that game was over with. And then UCLA decides to go on the 10 to 1 run in 44 seconds. Yeah. They clawed back in. Uh, and I was like, you got to be kidding me. But Gonzaga held on for us to get the W. Yeah. That, that 45 seconds took about. 12 minutes too. It was like, holy cow. It sure did. 
It sure did. And then what, what was the other game we had? The, the, another, the other game that went down, the big Houston. Mm. Houston just hit the skid brakes. They did. And I, I liked them going into the tourney. Oh, yeah. That was your squad. Yep. Well, it was the first time all year that Houston gave up 80 points. Miami just ran them up and down the court. Yeah. I, <clears throat> Miami's kind of made a deep run before with the with Wong and these guys. They did a good job in the tourney. So how about big Brandon Miller? I mean, don't people chat about him, but in like, like he's lotto pick for sure. I don't know if he's the number one. Yeah, he's, he's top two, they think. Well, how about he had the worst shooting performance in NCAA history? Uh, Did you hear that? Uh-uh. Minimum, minimum uh, 35 attempts. You ready for this one? He was eight for 41 from the field. Mm. 19%. And in that last game, you ready for this one? Three for 19. Jeez. How does that even happen? Well, he was he was hampered coming into the tourney. You know, that first game, he was scoreless. The second one, I think he maybe put up 19. So he what they're going to lean on is that he wasn't at full health. That's true, which could be the case. Um, and I'll tell you who else isn't at full health is Big Mattress Mac because he lost $5 million. <laughs> That's right. He had, <laughs> he, had Houston, he had the Houston to win the championship. Yep, and that went down with a flame. Light that money on fire. Big yeah. Mattress Mac. Yep. And then what was the next game we had? Oh, it was the big San Diego versus Alabama. That was the other one that went down. Or I'm sorry, Alabama. That what, We just went over that. That's who they went down. Yeah. Alabama and Houston. UConn uh, was your, has been your golden pick. It sure has. And UConn faced big Arkansas. And that was a boat race. And Arkansas looked like they didn't know how to shoot outside of the paint. Oh, wow. I mean, that was a close ball game. That thing was just over. With. It was to, yeah, that was just the the turner off. Cause mm. You could tell they had no chance. <laughs> Muscleman wasn't taking the shirt off that game. No, I mean, and they showed UConn's point spread in the, these tourney wins. It's like, I mean, everything's over fifteen or twenty. Well, so yes, are you referring to how much they've won by or how much they're covering the spread? Because no, just winning by. Yeah. Well, how about they're covering the spread on average by seventeen points? Yeah. Is that a joker? I mean, I think they've won. The closest game was St. Mary's, and they beat them by 15. And the line in that game was three and a half. Then the other games, they've won all in the 20s. I mean, these have been absolute jokers. They've been smashing people. Mm -hmm. And then let's jump into it. Then we move in to the big UConn-Gonzaga, and that was incredible. I actually wish we were on the air for that game. That would have been another best better. (laughs) So people are texting me, and it was actually I, – I thought the UConn versus Gonzaga, I thought it was such a mismatch. Okay, now we threw some serious chippers on it, but still, I would have even done more, but it was such a mismatch, and I thought this looked too easy that it almost scared me, and it was too easy. At halftime, how about it was 39-22? to 22. Yeah. Timmy had three fouls. Good night. Final score – 82 to 54. Huh. Yeah, UConn, the, just the execution and their players just look like they're just moving faster than these other teams right now. Oh, wow. I mean, I just didn't see a way that Gonzaga was going to win that game unless Timmy went for, the, you know, like 45 and he got in the foul trouble. And as soon as the foul trouble happened, I started going, 
in game, in game, in in game, in game. <laughs> this thing's over with. It didn't matter. Free chips, free chips, free chips. <laughs> it didn't matter what the odds were. I was rocking the big Yukon. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jim, he he's out of here. I would imagine he he could come back for the fifth year COVID year if he'd like to. Could he really? Mm, they all can. You know, if they played during that time. Because those seasons were short. They didn't deem it as a full season. Wow. He'd be able to break a small amount of records. Yeah. But I I think he's out of here. What else are you going to do? I still think it's going to be an interesting NBA career. I just, I mean, you know, you could tell tell me he's going to be like a Kevin McHale, you know, like with these post-up moves. But back when Kevin played, like, no one was yoked. Like, everyone was kind of built like Kevin. Yeah. I mean, Timmy's going to be the smallest guy in the court. No, you've you've seen guys like him make the college runs, and you know he'll be on a he'll he'll have like an eight to ten year career, I bet, just as the bench dude. Well, I mean, like where he never comes in, like ever, like he's the number fourteenth guy on the bench. Maybe he's gonna have to learn to hit a three ball and stuff. Oh, for sure he will. Um, and then what game did you find interesting? Um, you know, San Diego State Creighton was a was a good one. Mm, Jim Christmas that was uh. I was out and about, but I was streaming it, live streaming. I was <clears throat> tough way to lose, you know, but I mean, the guy's got the hand on the hip there to end the game. What are you supposed to do? Do you think that was a foul? Yeah. I mean, if you look at it by, by letter of the law, yeah, he's fouling him, but it's like, do you call it? Like, do you want to end the game on that? Right. I mean, my question was like, if was his hand just there or did he actually push him? Because if you pushed him, that's going to seriously affect the shot. If the hand's just like resting there, that's really weak. Um, and then the dude misses the first one. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Gosh, that would have really helped my bracket if Big Creighton moved on to the final four. Yeah, you had Creighton and UConn. Mm-hmm. Those are large ones. Mm-hmm. Big San Diego State. Um, so they've just been shutting people down. I mean, Creighton and Alabama against their defense from three ball, five and 44 from three ball. So is that they caught Alabama and Creighton on a bad night? Or is that San Diego's defense? Or is it a little bit of both? I think they play great D. You know, that's what they hang their hat on for sure. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, five for 44 from three ball? Well, I took the, you know, and you pulled up the stats about the shooting anyway. I, I, the kids aren't shooting as well with these arenas and these balls. You know, the stiff rim, sticky ball. There's only a couple of dudes that are stroking it well. Well, I mean, Florida Atlantic might have something to say about no, that. No, some of them are actually hitting it, but as a whole, I'm not seeing too many guys light it up. Let's talk about Florida Atlantic. Wow. Did you see them play K-Stater? Mm-hmm. Huh. Did you see the dip by Elijah Martin? Elijah Martin. Yeah. Okay. Dip of the contest, dunk of the con- or dunk of the tournament. That was a joker. <laughs> He goes back door and the guy drops it to him and this guy steps up from K-State and I'm like, okay, I'm just thinking, you know, he's going to bump into him body to body, you know, try to control himself and then bank it in and try to get an M1. And Elijah goes, no, I'm not. I'm going to go up to the 12th floor here and rip it on his head. (laughs) And I said, whoa, that caught me off guard. And so, of course, I pull up the phone and I go. How tall's that dude he just dunked on? 6'9. Wow. And Martin is 6'2. Yeah. So then I'm like, let me look into Martin a little bit more here. This guy might be a baller. So he grew up in Mississippi. He was the two sport athlete. He actually played quarterback as well. 
I was watching his quarterback highlights. It was funny. He's not really a quarterback. He's obviously just a sweet athlete. Yeah. But, um, dude, does that guy have hops? And then I'm like, okay, well, there's way more games to the hops than just having hops. But he's the three-ball shooter, too. Um, so he ended up being the high scorer of that game against K-State with 17. And he took down Big Noel for K-Stater. Yeah. I, I think it was the game before that. They, K-State threw an oop. Um, oh, and that guy just caught it nonchalantly and reversed it. I was <laughs> that, like, that was big Keontae Johnson. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, wow, that was legit. Yeah, well, and did you? And the whole thing about that was uh, Noel was talking to the coach. He's like going like this, and people are like, "What well, is he arguing with the coach?" And then all of a sudden, he goes and throws it up to Keont, and Keont goes reverse. And yeah, so, I mean, Noel, had, yeah, that was the game where he had the 19 assists. That was against Michigan State. That was one of those games where it sucks that one team had to lose. Well, the OT game, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they went into overtime. But um, they were also talking, um, I'm like, no way. And they showed a highlight. I mean, Noel was the, he was the, the game maker. He was, like, looking in the stands. And, and I saw this. There was, Isaiah Thomas was there. And during the game, he goes, watch this. To Zeke? Yep. Right before that alley-oop play. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's literally dribbling. He's like, watch this. You could see him. You're like, dude, there's barely any time left in this game. This guy's <laughs> chitting with the crowd. <laughs> I think, yeah, Mateen Cleaves was next to Isaiah, the, the old Michigan State player. Oh, yeah. There's a couple guys there. Yeah, no, I was texting you about Noel. You know, no, no offers out of high school. Kind of hopped around a couple different New York high schools to try and get some run. Right, in high school, yeah. And then he went to, like, Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh-huh. And then eventually ends up here at the K-Stater for his final two. Yeah, they say he's 5'8". There's no way. Yeah. I mean, you know, they if you're 5'8", that means you're really, like, the 5'7". Maybe 5'6". Yeah. But it doesn't stop him. I mean, <laughs> that guy wills it. And they showed his brother in the crowd. You see him? Constantly. Like, in his <laughs> flannel. They look super alike. They do, but... They they and they must have had him mic'd up for a little bit because you could hear some of the things he was saying. It was pretty funny, but that's awesome that he backs up his little bro like that. Yeah, they're always looking for the family member they can kind of get the the reactions out of. Yeah. during the big plays, right? Well, and then he made the air to end the game that they lost on. He he passed it. I'm like, dude, he, it's better off. He either created a couple more steps, and he just gave it to a guy who couldn't even get a shot off. Oh yeah. Yeah, and he'll never forget that. He's like, "Oh my God, why not just jack one up?" Well, remember when you were in like seventh grade? That's when you learned that lesson. I said to you, "Take the last shot every time." Yep, because we let's put the ball in your hands. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we we know better than that. Yeah, that was tough. He's like, "Dude." <laughs> so, Florida Atlantic versus Big San Diego State now. Yeah, and what are you thinking? Um, the boys from Boca, or they call them the Boca Ballers for the Boca Raton. I, one of my friends was telling, I mean, I know nothing about the university. I guess it's like a pretty sweet university. I've never seen it. Um, myself and uh, our boy Cordad did take the spring breaker down in that area, though. Oh. Down to Miami and Fort Lauderdale. So it's it's not far. Right. Uh, sweet place to go to school, I'm sure. Right. <laughs> sweet place for spring break. Yeah. But they've got some size. They've got some really good players. Well, they've got Big Golden is their center, and he's actually from uh, Russia. Yeah, dude, he's seven one. Yeah, he just looked way different level than those dudes. They can't get up to him. Right, and then uh, the rest of the team is all like around. You know, I mean, Elijah's six two, but the guy plays like he's six eight. But they're all like 
you know, six four to six seven range, and they all can shoot. And then you got Big Golden in the middle. So, and it's been working. I mean, they've only lost three games all year. He was a Texas Tech transfer too. Okay, he's only a sophomore, I think. Oh, is he? And so is my partner Elijah. Yeah, I mean, good for them. We saw this, you know, maybe it's the USC coach was at the Florida Gulf Coast school back mm. you know like eight years ago he mm. made a good run he didn't go to the final four though he was he was darn he was elite eight maybe yeah and they kept showing his wife his wife was pretty attractive <laughs> and now he's the usc coach okay so that's the thing these guys make these deep runs like oh maybe they'll stick around but then they, they nab the coaches and the recruiting tools that they have and then you never see fau again no they're adios that's why those schools are like i wish we could pay this guy more chips F.A. Uh, Florida Atlantic coach, I guess he took, I read an article, he took the job without looking, uh, <laughs> without going to the campus. And when he showed up and saw the court, he had a mental breakdown and started crying. Too small? Just, he's like, what did I just do? Like, I'm not going to be able to do squat here. <laughs> but his wife and best friend, I guess, you know, talked him out of it. And they're like, you know, let's get her going. And so here they are. I mean, congrats that's legit but those guys are money i mean yeah they, they ball it's uh it's kind of the school you either go to you know further your career or you go to kind of rebuild it like elaine kiffin football and i think they showed the current football coach is tom herman where he was at houston and got the texas job and was pieced out after like three years couldn't cut it at texas oh yeah so now he's here they showed him behind like the fau hoops bench well, they've got, I think they've only got the one senior, and I think his last name's Forrest, and he came in, he, he was money at the end of the game. He's the guy that hit four for four from the free throw. You know, that's when they try to foul and try to make the game longer, and this guy's like, it's not happening, guys. See you later. We're going to the final four. Yeah. So back to your, your question, I'd uh, FAU San Diego State, I'd go with FAU with, with the size and kind of the mm. the momentum we got rocking here well i think i'll give you my plays here at the end we'll have everyone hold on hold the horses hold, hold your breath we can't give <laughs> we can't give it out too early <laughs> how about san diego state guess who their career assist leader is Kawhi I mean, leonard <laughs> that's i think that's the guess that everyone would have because <laughs> the only other pro that they mentioned besides Kawhi leonard and i don't know mo- most people might not even know this guy michael cage he played for the Seattle Supersonics. Oh, I in, remember him. In his prime. And he had a super long Jerry curl. Wasn't he more of a power forward? Yeah, he was a rebounder. No, I'm not talking about his assist. I'm just saying oh. he and Kawhi yeah. are, the only, <laughs> are the only people from um, San Diego State that I think like have made the, the NBA, but at least that are known. Career assist leader in basketball, Tony Gwynn, the baseball player. What? Yep. <laughs> so I saw it on Twitter. And I was like, and the picture they showed of Tony, I'm like, dude, did someone Photoshop that head on that basketball body? <laughs> it did not look like him at all. And so I Googled it. I go, top assist leader, San Diego State, Vin Bud, go ahead, check her out. <laughs> it's Tony Gwynn. Really? <laughs> yeah, he played hoops. I had no idea. How many years did he play hoops? It said four. Oh, I was going to say, it must have been at least three. It was like, it was like 77 to 82 or something, you know? Like seventy, it was it was four years or whatever. But yeah, I mean, trying to keep the pot bell down. Well, right. How about they said he had more assists? It's like five hundred and forty-four than strikeouts in his entire major league career. He only had like four hundred something strikeouts. 
Wow. I mean, that guy's a baller. Big time. <laughs> Especially with the pop belly. I mean, he must have just been out there and been facilitator and just, you know, looking to give the ball around. Here. Right. Yeah, there must have been like, hey, does anyone else want to come out to our basketball team? <laughs> hey, any baseball players want to come? And Tone's like, I will. I mean, literally, the the it looked like his head was photoshopped on his body. That's had, great. He had no ho- no no yokes, none. <laughs> Less than Timmy. Less than Timmy for Gonzag. Well, a different era. Those, no, guys yeah. those guys weren't pumping it as much back then. No, of course, of course. But anyway, is that interesting or what? That's a great little tidbit. And then, in the other side, we've got Big Miami versus UConn. Mm-hmm. And everyone keeps talking about Miami's guards, Wong, and uh, is it Jordan? Um, the guy who actually didn't miss a shot from the field for Miami, the other guard. He, had, he ended up with 27 points, and he was perfect from the field and the free throw line. And the last person to do that, 1992, Duke, Blue Devils, Christian Leitner. Yep. So anyway, I mean, they obviously have a really good backcourt. The problem with Miami, they really don't play much defense. You know, um, <clears throat> I think they're the, of the final eight teams, they were the worst at defensive efficiency. Might not be a good matchup against the big UConn. Because mm-hmm. UConn, UConn can definitely clamp down on you. So, well, they're top 20 efficiency in defense and offense. And they also are number one team in the nation at offensive rebounding. Uh, they're actually top 15 free throw shooting. They shoot 75% as a team. Miami's actually good, too. They shoot like 77 so it's gonna be uh it's gonna be an uphill battle for Big Miami there. It's just crazy. It's like you know UConn's a four seed. It's not like they're coming into this like with everyone just hyping them up and and they're just on a terror. Right. So it's the first time ever that there hasn't been a one, two, or three seed in the final four. You know. Well, UConn. I mean, they were probably misseeded a little bit. I mean, let's not forget they started the season at fourteen and zero. Um, and then they went through their conference and like big Hurley says, the head coach, he's like, dude, we've got the toughest conference in the nation. I don't know how you can argue that against that. Um, and so he's like, yeah, we lose some games. We had a rough patch there, but now we're back. And speaking of Hurley, when they were boat racing Gonzaga, there was, they go, Ooh, blow the horn for a substitution. And this guy comes in and I go, dude, he's got to be related to the coach. <laughs> they just totally looked alike. And they go, and checking into the ball game is Hurley's son and like Matthew or something like that. <laughs> Did it say what year he was? No, but I, of course I went and checked out his stats in high school and I couldn't even find them. Well, I told you that I, I noticed that last year with the Michigan State game. I'm like, who's this dude coming in? It was like the end of the regular season and it was Big Izzo's son. Right. And he's he's like the 5'8 dude. And had didn't start in high school when you look it up. And then Izzo at least does the solid of, of not taking a scholarship. I oh, think, does he? I think he's deemed a walk-on for four years. Well, yeah. He's like, dude, I need that scholarship here well, to be I, competitive. The school does probably doesn't even send the bill to Izzo. You right. Know? <laughs> you know, it just goes to <clears throat> accounts payable and they forget about it. One of the things about Hurley that I thought was interesting is uh, they were talking to him about coaching high school and stuff. And uh, he coached J.R. Smith, um, Cleveland Cavaliers NBA champion in high school. Izzo did? No, Hurley. Oh, Dan Hurley? Yeah. Okay. J.R. Smith. Can you imagine J.R. in high school? I mean, what a joker. I mean, he didn't even go to college. He tried. He went to Kentucky and I didn't. UNLV? 
No, for a went, sec? no, I think he went to Kentucky. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And then he goes, "This isn't working out. See you later. I'm going to the show." <laughs> yeah, they showed um, Bob Senior and Bob, you know, Bobby. They were, were at the UConn game watching. Oh, did they? I didn't see Bobby. I saw Senior. Were maybe, they sitting next to each other? Yeah, maybe it was two games ago that that they were all there. Okay, um, dude, pretty sweet. You know, little coaching tree they have going now. No kidding. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it was the first time ever that the Elite Eight games, so those four games, had a point spread of four or less. So they were expecting close games. Uh, didn't work out that way. Nope. But um, also, put the skid brakes on here real quick before I forget. We owe a hat to someone. Thank you for leaving the review. Their name is TJ Rose 22. TJ Rose, 22, come on down. Yep, hit us up at score at boltbrady.com, and we'll hook you up there. Yeah, so, you know, we I, I'll, I'll give the picks here in a minute, but next week, um, so the final four games are Saturday, and then the final four is Monday. So The we, championship's Monday. I mean, the championship's Monday. So we won't have an opportunity um, because we record on Tuesday to talk about the championship game. But then I also want to mention Tuesday we will – Talk about the the final four in the championship and then the Masters. Doo, doo, doo. We'll have the Masters picks ready for you guys. Yeah, you know this was um, Jim Nance's final uh, March Madness. Oh, really? Yep, dude, it's about time. I mean, he need dude. That guy's all over the place. You want me to take a season off for the fam? Yeah, yeah. He's he's done with March Madness. He's just going to do um, NFL and golf. Okay, nice. Yeah, he balls obviously. Oh yeah. So, uh, with my picks here, (laughs) the moment we've all been waiting for, (laughs) we've all been holding our breath. So I tend to agree with you on the Florida Atlantic. I definitely wouldn't take San Diego state, but I just, that's a stay away for me. But I do think Florida Atlantic moves on against, of course, we've been saying it the whole time, the big Yukon. Um, and then I think Yukon probably blows them out of the water. Hmm. Um, but I think, you know, the thing about Florida Atlantic is I don't think they're scared of the moment. I just think they're talented. I mean, I, when I watch them, I'm like, wow, these guys have some ballers on the squad. But UConn's just too deep and too big. Um, so the best bet, the final best bet here is <clears throat> UConn. In case you didn't get on it um, earlier with us at the beginning of the tournament when they were 17-1 to 1 to win it, you can still bet UConn minus 110 to win the championship. So if you agree that you think UConn, that UConn's going to win it, UConn minus 110 to win the champ. And then what about just versus Miami? Like the line? Well, it's like five and a half or something like that. Well, now the casinos are going to catch up here because they're, they're humming. Well, no, I mean, I think that's what the line is currently. No, I get it. I'm saying they're not going to give you like a little two-point two line here right now. Are you talking about Miami or the championship game? Just UConn versus Miami. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I I would just money line that, you know, because it's it's like minus two forty five. I mean, the five and a half points, you know, when these teams like they, they could be losing by like fourteen, and there's like a a minute twenty left, and Miami's just so mad they just keep trying to foul, thinking they have a chance, you know, and they're dragging the game out. So I don't even like to mess with the points there, you know. I you could take the UConn minus the two forty five on the money line there. And then it'll be interesting. I wonder what the national championship game line would be if it's UConn, Florida Atlantic. Probably four. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably about the same. I'm going to say, yeah, four and a half to 
to five and a half, I guess. Because you, if UConn blows Miami out, so anyway, do you need UConn to win the national championship to win uh, that big bracket that we're in? Yep. Well, no, sorry. Let me take that back. Actually, everyone in our bracket is done. Um, I so I just need UConn to win this next game. They don't even need to win the champ. And that locks it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, most people's brackets are toast at, at this point. <clears throat> There's another one that I'm in with 545 people, and uh, I can catapult all the way up to the top 10 if UConn wins it all. Hmm. So we did um, a neighborhood one for my neighborhood, you know, handful, like 12 people, or whatever. And uh, we needed Texas was supposed to win and someone would have won it, but it's a tie. Oh, yeah. So now it's the first time I've seen in a long time. We're going to the tiebreaker for the championship <clears throat> over just the total points. Does that include you or someone else? In the I'm not. I'm no longer in it. Uh, okay. So the, the tiebreaker is the points in the championship game. You know, when you fill your bracket yeah, yeah, out, yeah, like yeah. what the total score what, will be. Uh, what numbers did they put? There, there's some space there. There's, there's a 144 and there's a 177. Whoa. Okay, well, the 177 is too high. Yeah, that's ball game. So, <laughs> someone didn't know what they were doing there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think like the average college basketball game, I'm shooting from the hips here. Uh, but I would say it's like the 136. Yeah. Okay, that's from the hips. So that dude's like 40 or lady friend is like 40 points too high. Right. <laughs> now, you know I'm, what? Maybe double overtime. Now, the 150 range is, is usually pretty safe. Dude, and where are you getting this from? Just looking at the scores Nostradamus. here. Nostradamus. Yeah. yeah, the scores. No, 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 no. You think if San Diego State goes to the championship, it's not getting that high. Yeah, but I, I don't think they're getting there. There you go. There you go. Wonderful. All right, then. You got anything else to add from the betting or, or review it? Um, nope, I don't think so. I just, like I said, next time we'll be back and we'll be discussing the Final Four and Championship and getting ready for the Masters that week. Is that any good? It's going to be go, sweet. You go Monday night, college national championship game, Thursday, the Masters. That's a pretty sweet week right there. Tuesday night's that Masters championship dinner, so... Be be fun to hear how that goes with those live guys. <laughs> get a chat with them. Yeah, watching how the whole live thing goes. Love to hear if we get any tidbits coming out of that room, but I'm sure people will be pretty mum. Right. So once again, TJ Rose, 22. Thanks for the review. Hit us up. And uh, anyone else, if you shoot us the review, we'll get you the hat too. We appreciate it. Sweet. That'll do it. Keep an eye on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Bolt Brady Picks. We'll keep some info on there for the weekend and the games, etc. Appreciate y'all listening. We'll catch you next week. See ya.